Let's take our Bibles together as we consider this message of thanksgiving from Psalm 117. Psalm 117, you can find that on page 511 in your pew Bible. And so very much a a short psalm of which perhaps there is thanksgiving for that too, but ultimately one of these psalms that is so full and so rich in terms of what it's calling us to and what it's calling from us. And certainly in terms of needing to examine our own hearts this morning and recognize in this message of thanksgiving, what is this all about? And am I given to it? And is it genuine? And so let's hear these words together, committing our Thanksgiving day to being found in them. Let's hear this together. Praise the Lord, all nations, extol him, all peoples, for great is his steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever praise of the Lord. Thus far the reading of God's holy and inspired word. Would you pray with me? Our Lord and heavenly Father, as we pause just for a few moments to reflect on your word today on this Thanksgiving day, Lord, we're thankful for the Thanksgiving that is ours. And yet we recognize, Father, that even in our own hearts there might be some mixed messages, some things that aren't right. Father, perhaps even in us so much warring inside that it makes it hard even to sit and hear that word and and listen to it. And so, Father, we pray, might your word comfort us, might it convict us and challenge us, might it send us forth into our calling again together. Father, we love you and we praise you. Thank you for all of the benefits that are ours in Christ, and we ask this in his name. Amen. Well, children of God called to be saints, on any given Thanksgiving name, there could be a number of things that could be viewed as being or received as being questionable. As when your son comes up and says, hey, mom, look, I just downed my eighth dinner roll. Questionable. Those people who are like, you know what, I'm going to eat every dessert possible today. Questionable. But typically when I think of the word questionable on Thanksgiving, I think about that one aunt and everybody has one who brings that kind of weird looking casserole. She wanted to try something new and she brings it and nobody knows what's in it and it smells a little off and it looks not quite right. And you're wrestling with, you know what, there's thankfulness here of some kind, but I don't want that questionable whether or not you should eat it. In fact, hear this clearly from your pastor, don't eat it. Just say thank you, don't eat it. But it gets at an interesting point for us in this day, because hopefully those are the only sorts of things that are questionable about your thanksgiving. But in thinking about a day given for this, and not just a day, I mean, we speak of being a thankful people, that every day is that opportunity and responsibility for us to give thanks to the Lord. So it would seem then that as we pause to give thanks to the Lord for his blessings, maybe you already know in your own heart that maybe something's off, that maybe as others are interacting with you, There seems something hopefully a little less questionable than that casserole, but something's warring in you. Something isn't right. Thanksgiving is off. Maybe there's more questionable than meets the eye. 
And I'm not rushing to want to speak about the world and her understanding of Thanksgiving, even trying to get away from the name. It's Friendsgiving or it's just another day or, or whatnot. You see, maybe we do find many of their celebrations questionable when no thanks is given to God for life or breath or anything really. It's questionable for so many who just look at this as being a, a day off, a day to fund the turkey industry, a day to get the Christmas tree, or a day to be spent watching lions and cowboys. But I want to ask you before we start all of that today, and it's good why we start a day of thanks in the house of the Lord, I want to ask you a pointed question. Is your thanksgiving today, your giving thanks to God that which could be considered by others questionable. By definition, is it something that is doubtful as regards truth or quality, not certain or probably wrong in some way, not clearly honest, honorable or wise, or open to question or dispute? Or maybe the better question is, have you even thought about it? of what a day like this is able to mean and why we come together to worship and say thank you to the Lord and why we gather with friends and the family and the abundance of the gifts that he's provided. Have we considered the thanks that the Lord requires of us in terms of our obedience? A few moments to question the truthfulness and content of our own thanksgiving. Am I really giving thanks to the Lord today? Do I give him thanks ever? Or am I just going through the motions? And so maybe for all of us, our thanksgiving is just a little bit questionable today. And so we need to question our thanksgiving. That's why we do it now. To be sure, God, I want my life to overflow with your thanks and praise. I want to open my eyes to the wonder of all of the good that you are working. And even if my heart is broken right now, Father, in all of those ways of grief or sorrow that we prayed for, you have something for me. And you are meeting me even in the midst of that with a reminder that you are good and gracious and compassionate and kind. And so we are called to a thanks to God that is more full, more than just about those physical things or present realities. And so God, show us, how can my life issue forth that kind of thanks? And so in that way, Psalm 117, in a rather short and punchy way, gets at the heart of the matter. Even as we need to consider briefly three questions so that our thanksgiving wouldn't be questionable but that it would be sure and honest and fixed in the promises of our God and in the praise of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So the first of those questions is this. Who is to be given to thanks? Who is to be given to thanksgiving? And the obvious answer to that question is everybody. Everyone. There isn't one person made in the image of God on the face of the whole earth who shouldn't be given to that work and that service even in this day, every day. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is why we have been made. That is what we are created for. 
And so while we have a special call to thanksgiving today, the call of every day is a call to praise. And that isn't a suggestion, that isn't an add-on to to a thanksgiving day or to any other day that ends in day. And so it comes right away at the beginning of the psalm. Praise the Lord, all nations. And right away we're like, well, you're talking about a questionable thanksgiving, but there are a ton of people who act as though they're not thankful for anything. There are those who aren't in a relationship with God to have a true understanding, at least in the way that we, by grace, have been given an understanding of thanksgiving. Why wouldn't his call then, praise the Lord, all you Christians, or or all of you believers, or all of you covenant people? But the call is published to all. This is what a holy and worthy God deserves. And so he issues that to all he has made. What God has done for us then, though, and I want you to hear this plainly, is for the life of the world. What we're doing here right now is a testimony to the world. A call even that comes forth from the gospel that they would see and hear and put their trust in Yahweh in a faithful covenant-keeping God, in a loving God. And so there's one command to praise even as there is one law and there will be one judgment. And so by way of that praise, Christian, it is a part of God seeking worshipers. He seeks worshipers, those who will worship him and praise him in spirit and in truth. In fact, that's why Christ was given. It's why he has come to save sinners and to restore them in true righteousness and holiness to that original calling of praise and thanks, of bringing the Lord honor and glory, all of that which is rightly due his name. We can hear it all through the psalm. Psalm 66, shout for joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. And so already here in Psalm 117, here is the Lord saying, I will be praised For the work of calling all nations, of continuing to call all people back to that needfulness, that intentionality of worship. And so all of those who have been called and will be called according to his purpose are to lift up his praise and thanksgiving and devotion in grateful obedience, hear this, for the life of the world. That that salvation would be published abroad. That our thankfulness for the relationship we have with Jesus Christ would be made known. And that's according to God's promise. Here in Galatians 3 verse 8 in the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. But perhaps here is that rub, because our thanksgiving then has become about us. We will praise you, God, even though they won't. Why isn't my praise so full of thanks in such a way that it changes the world? That it changes hearts? That they would stop and see, I might not believe what they do, but what they believe changes things. And it works beauty and splendor and goodness and care. And so I will pause to be thankful for that. 
You see, we don't see the missional opportunity that thanksgiving really is. And yet he is using it to call people to himself, even the service to call people to himself. Romans 15, therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God, for that praise and thanks. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. As we live in his promises and as we live out of those promises, a witness to the world of why they are to praise the Lord is being made. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. That that praise has to matter. That our thanksgiving is a testimony. And so as we live each day, are we that? And especially today then, if we want to say this is the day for it, are we given to it? To blessing and service to the Lord. A salvation worked out for the life of the world in our words and in our deeds. A better thanksgiving that will point our neighbors and our siblings and our our family members and our friends and our co-workers to a better thanksgiving. The one that is foreshadowed here in the words, extol him all peoples. Because for us is our thanksgiving about that which not only we have received, but that we will receive. Because the wonder of this call to peoples is what? God, you're going to be faithful to your promise. And you are going to gather in people from the four corners of the world, from every tongue and tribe and nation. And you're going to use us and our thanks and our praise to bring that as we give ourselves to the gospel. Just hear it. If you're struggling, why why should I praise and be thankful today? Revelation 7, after this I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number. From every nation and from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud, loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne into the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. This is what he's working. This is what he's worked in us. This is what he's working in the world. And all the time that Christ tarries, am I thankful for it? Are we as a people thankful for it? And so his call to worship, his word and his message need to be heard and broadcasted, published abroad. By us they need to be heeded and obeyed. And that only comes by way of the gift of faith which we give him thanks for. And so as we, a people, are more and more given to that kind of thanks, living that faith out, praying that faith would be given, we ask, Lord, use us even in making true worshipers who would be saved in a knowledge of the truth and brought forgiveness, that they too with us would live lives of wholehearted thanksgiving and know the why of doing so. This praise, this thanks, is what we're to be given for, for the life of the world. That's a part of our why. But does this for us drive us to it? 
drive our praise and thanks? Does it reorient us to the mission God has called us to, even in small actions of thanksgiving and blessing? We are to be those given, along with all the nations, to the praise and thanks of our God. But then why? And I've already alluded to it. I don't think you can talk about the who apart from some of that why. But if we took just a few moments to reflect on this question, we'd blush in embarrassment that such a question needs to be asked and answered. But it just speaks to how hard it is in our day to really live a life of meaningful thankfulness, of real praise to God. I mean, think about it, in a day where so many are given to complaining, to criticism, to dissatisfaction, to an ingratitude, to terrible online reviews, to an attitude that believes one never has enough or can never be good enough. We are not naturally a thankful people. And so we have to be brought back to that why. But there's also a flip side And I know it's where many of you are met this morning. Because the question isn't just for those outwardly unthankful in word and deed. But it's for those who outwardly think they're about giving the, are the task of giving thanks. But inwardly, maybe even right now, you're questioning God's provision for you. You're questioning God's goodness. You're questioning God's plan, his care, his purpose for you, his love. Because your present, your current experience seems anything but blessed. Lord, my health is suffering. My income isn't what it used to be. The harvest wasn't as blessed as last year. My grief is so great. My lack is noticeable. My struggle is real. And see, maybe this whole day just seems a bit of a waste. Those moments that Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving might be questionable. You might have even struggled to come to worship today because you're struggling to give voice to his blessings because all you can focus on is what you don't have or what's been taken. That's why we need to be given to the why, given to thanks, because it always moves us away from dwelling and resting in our experience and feelings to coming again to simply dwell with our God in thanks and praise with a God who is strong and kind. It's like we find in the words of Lamentations 3, my soul is bereft of peace, I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say my endurance is perished, so is my hope from the Lord. And then it's the task for now, we have to remember the why. Remember my my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall, my soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. In being given to thanks, even in that moment, as one who has all things in the salvation he's provided, we can walk with him even when it seems like life is upside down. 
that if you're struggling with provision, we hear it in Habakkuk 3, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation, given to thanks. Why? Because he's worthy of it. Because he is working. And so we are given to thanks because it is in that way, that is the vehicle, the why, that's what meets our griefs and our sorrows and our pains. Knowing the promises that are ours, knowing that we've been given the greatest, most undeserved gift ever, and given grace upon grace upon grace. Romans 8, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? That's already enough to think about in terms of your why today. But Psalm 117, in the brevity of it, gives two reasons sufficient for why we should be given to thanks. Things essential to our lives, truths firm and fixed forever that are unchangeable because they're bound up in the very character and work of our God. The first is this, we're to be given to thanks because of the Lord's steadfast love. Verse 2, for great is his steadfast love for us. Psalm 103, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. And kids, when you read that word great, I wish we could stretch it a little bit, not stretch it in terms of its truth, but in what's being translated here. Because the greatness being spoken of is of being mighty and strong in battle and overcoming, that which always prevails. And so if you think, if you've watched news coverage of, or online, who watches the news? Anyway, you start watching these videos of, of great floods, right? Those waters prevail over everything. The word even talks about our sins being great in this way, but more of God's love. And so what it's saying is, his steadfast love is that which nothing can overwhelm. Nothing can beat it. Nothing can conquer it. His steadfast love always prevails for his people. It always wins because it's his. It's his, in the Hebrew, it's his hesed. It's his covenant loyalty. It's the outworking of his covenant promise and his character and love that will always abide and remain. Your why is him. Why am I given to thanksgiving even though everything else seems upside down and wrong and broken? Because he prevails. Because his love is steadfast. It doesn't change. And our why were to be given to thanks, secondly, because of his enduring faithfulness. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Psalm 100, for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all, generation to generation. He's faithful. That we sing it, and why does it swell in the way that we sing it? Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. You are always faithful. Always faithful. It never runs out. 
He never takes it back. It is always firm and fixed, generation after generation after generation after generation unto forever and ever. Never changes. And no matter who we are when we come before those wise, whether very new to Thanksgiving or seasoned veterans, Lord, I know that my thanksgiving, even in the best of my intentions, is a bit questionable. And so thank you for your word to bring me back to the basics of what I am to give testimony to today. Thank you that we have opportunity to give testimony to each other and to the world of your greatness, of your steadfastness, of your lasting prevailing in our lives and in the lives of all your people. We're giving to thanks, brothers and sisters, because he's earned it, because he deserves it, because we have much to be thankful for. So consider then, are these my wise? If there's not, repent. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry that I've looked at what has come from your hand as being not good. I'm sorry for the ways that I've denied you. Bring me back to yourself even today that I would praise you and give you thanks. But how are we going to do it? How are we going to do that today? How are we going to give thanks? And what I love about Psalm 117 is that it's not a checklist. You don't get to take that box and figure it out today. You are given a command. Praise the Lord. How are you going to give thanks today? I'm going to praise the Lord. Are you a follower of Christ? Be given to thanksgiving every day, not just one Thursday in November. Are you called in Jesus Christ according to his righteousness? Then live that life out in the praise of the Lord as a living sacrifice in your worship, which is your reasonable service. Give him all thanks and praise and glory for his steadfast love and faithfulness. And so if you need help thinking about those things, think two things today. How am I going to praise him? I'm going to worship. Psalm 5, verse 7. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. That's where we're led first. Lord, I will praise you. But we're going to leave this space in place. We're going to go to family gatherings today. We're going to be amongst friends. We're going to be amongst believers. We're going to be amongst unbelievers. That I 